1: Science, exercise, nutrition, health, energy, passion. One year, no beer. This is the One Year No Beer Podcast, where you will find all the latest tips, tricks, and hacks for a way to live better.
0: Welcome to the One Year No Beer Podcast. Today's guest is Kitty Waters. She is a serial entrepreneur, bit of an all-round rock star, as it goes, when it comes to energy management, when it comes to um, meaning and purpose. She has a wonderful course called Do Your Dharma. And we're going to explore a lot more about the subject of Dharma because it's something that I didn't really know too much about myself, but it sounds fascinating. And I think it's the type of idea, concept that jives perfectly of an alcohol-free adventure so enough from me let's hear from kitty all right so welcome kitty to the one you know Beer podcast
1: well i'm very excited to be here
0: i know on this sunny day we've just been uh, commenting that uh, once this is done i think it's time to get outside in the spring sunshine air i think is the plan
1: well we're through the worst of it so yeah absolutely
0: um Cool, so yeah, I'm delighted to have you on today, and I just wanted to dig a bit deeper into your story, and I think it's going to resonate with lots of our uh, members, Uh, and again, from what I know briefly of your story, it looks very similar to mine in many ways, Um, that you went into the city and then had this sort of transformation and realisation, and that you wanted to do something a bit different in the world, so let's Mm. just kick it off there, how did, uh, yeah, what's the backstory?
1: Yeah, sure, well, um, yes, you're totally right, I worked in the city for about 12 years, um, I was working for James Carn in a recruitment business, um, and very much work hard, play hard lifestyle. I was a female in a very male dominated environment, um, and I, I was good <laughs> without being, you know, too too up my own, blow my own trumpet. You know, I was good. I, you know, I made the company a lot of money, but actually inside, I, you know, I looked. If you'd have looked at me, you'd have thought, okay, she's making good money, six figures. She's early twenties you know she should have it all but um inside I was dying um huge history of depression in the female side of my family which I didn't really know if I'm honest Andy um and I had a nervous breakdown about 22 when I was working in this hyper I actually um had a affair with my boss and um It was very innocent. I was only like 22. It wasn't, you know, it was those days. It was so innocent. There was not even any jiggery pokery, but we, we fooled around. And of course I hated myself for it. And, um, in my eyes, what I was doing was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. He was in a relationship with somebody else and it caused me this sort of high pressure environment I worked in to have a, a nervous breakdown. Um, took about, um, only six weeks off work, went, got antidepressants, but I didn't really learn my lesson. I didn't really understand. Mm. I wasn't expressing my emotions and my way of getting out of things was to go on a bender. So, um, I would go drinking and that was my escape. And then, um, that was probably most of my twenties, I'd say from about 21, 22, um, high performing job at the weekends, you know, during the week we were out all the time, um, so I kind of covered up my pain uh, and my chronic depression with drug and alcohol problems. And later came the cocaine, um, and I had very healthy cocaine problems for quite a while as well. So yeah, yes, I mean, it's been it's, an interesting journey. <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's it's not an uncommon story, is it? You know, we hear it all the time. I think people self-medicate their way through unhappiness, depression, anxiety, being stuck in a job with the obvious, which is alcohol, right? Because it's readily available and in the city, It's celebrated, if not Mm. almost pushed upon. The norm. It's it's, yeah, it's just an easy escape, isn't it? That I think so many people turn to, and just as you did yourself, just mask that underlying pain that's there, and then eventually, I guess, in your case, it just bursts bursts through, and that there's sort of a transformation.
1: Yeah. Well, so I didn't really learn my lesson the first time round after the nervous breakdown. I carried on, Um, but my big awakening was twenty eight um I I mentioned to you about this sort of family history my mum was suffering with very bad um, depression she would hit the menopause and this beautiful woman who was very capable had gone from not you know basically this capable woman to not being able to boil an egg and I got a phone call at work one day and um, my dad said your mum's gone missing and I was like how do you mean she's gone missing and um Basically, she'd gone to a friend's house and she'd never turned up. And my boyfriend at the time was paramedic, no coincidences there. And I remember going back, leaving work, going home, saying, You know, I've got to go. Mum's not well. He was on his day off. I remember him thinking, Oh God, you know. But um, we picked up my sister and we went to my parents' house. And in my parents' living room was a policeman. The policeman says, Has your mom ever tried to commit suicide before, clutching her, a suicide note? I say no. And my dad says yes. Um, and at that point, I discover about my family history. I discover wow. about generations and generations of um, chronic illness, chronic depression in the female side of our family. Um, but obviously, I couldn't you know, think about that then. It was like my whole paradigm just shattered because everything I thought to be my past wasn't my past. But we went to look for my mama, and I, the sort of real thing for me was Um, I remember getting to a point, my parents live at the back of like woods. They've got woods at the back of their house and you can turn left or you can turn right. And we got to this place. My sister said, well, where do we go? She could be anywhere. And I suddenly got this voice in my head say, turn right. And so I said, look, let's, we need to turn right. And my sister said, how, hell do you know to turn right and I was like I'm being told to turn right and this voice guided me to where mum had overdosed um um, and luckily for us she'd overdosed but she uh, had overdosed by the side of a river but she hadn't fallen into the river into the water and obviously if she had she would have you know no longer be with us but she'd overdosed and you know we could get some sort of sign of life from her um but that experience because obviously from there I remember running from the app for the ambulance and I was smoked I drank I was overweight um, I just remember that you know that uh, my chest and I was just thinking I know I'm not living the life I'm supposed to be living you know and I, was, I will turn my life around just help mum whoever you are who just spoke to me do you know what I mean help me out here Um, and then you know luckily for us she was okay and she kind of started to piece her life back together and have counselling and you know start to sort of understand how she got herself in that position but that was a tremendous wake-up call for me um, and it started me on a real journey of personal development and sent me down a sort of spiritual rabbit hole
0: down a spiritual rabbit hole and up a mountain is that
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us about that
1: well I was in a really toxic environment as I'm sure many of your listeners can relate to with all the alcohol and that was all I knew all my friends just did that and so I thought, how can I clean myself up? How can I get out of what I'm doing? And um, this personal development group I joined called the Yes Group in London, they did a trip to Kilimanjaro. And um, I thought, right, well, I can't mess around. If I'm going to climb a mountain, I've got to take it seriously. I can't be out at the weekends. You know, it was a way of forcing myself into, you know, taking something life seriously. And so I trained to climb Kilimanjaro. And um, yeah, that's what I did. I climbed Kilimanjaro with a group of 12 other people. Um, and it was one of the probably the best experiences of my life, and completely transformed my life. Actually, put me on a new path completely.
0: Altogether, um, yeah. It's, it sounds. I want to dig a bit deeper into that, but just to rewind a little bit. So, at the point that you went sort of up Kilomount Gyro, as it were, had you sort of stopped drinking and doing the cocaine and yes. all that sort of stuff? You're were, you were on top of that, and that was just all off your own back, no sort of support on now, that. Use that met, as a leverage.
1: I met a bloke actually at the Yes Group who was a recovering addict. And he now coached and helped people who were looking to give up alcohol. He coached um, coached me and helped me get through that process, basically. Um,
0: oh, fantastic. So then, yeah, you're, you're going up Mount Gyro with this. And what's the Yes group? That sounds quite interesting as well.
1: It's a personal development group in London. Um, if anyone lives in London and they're looking for, you know, great connections, entrepreneurial kind of connections, then definitely check it out. Um it's a kind of gateway into personal development and change. So I'd
0: recommend it. Excellent. All right. That sounds interesting. Um, so there you are, you're you're going up Mount gyro, the new you, I guess you're feeling fitter and healthier and, uh, Zen like, and then I guess you have an experience while (laughs) climbing. Was it, was it literally like that? Was it one of those moments at the top of the (laughs) mountain mountain or just that whole experience?
1: Uh, the chap who took us up Kilimanjaro was a member of an organization called the Transformational Leadership Council and by this stage in my life I'd read every personal development book get your hands on and the TLC as it's first as it's known um was set up by Jack Hamfield. he wrote wrote Chicken Soup for Your Soul mm-hmm. and Success Principles quite well known um and this organization was where they filmed the film The Secret. Okay. So you come across the film, it's about a law of attraction. It's quite a yeah. well known film called The Secret. And the 24 teachers in The Secret were members of this organization. And it was like somebody switched a light bulb on in my soul. I was like, oh my God, this is everything I'm passionate about. Because in my recruitment days, I've been very good at setting up large, successful networks. So I was very good at building communities and I was very good at networking connecting. connecting as a headhunter. And of course, personal development by that stage all these people were who were in this organization were like my heroes because i had been reading all their books and so for the first time in my life I found something that truly excited me like you know when you've ever had one of those moments you're like ding ding that's yeah. you know, that's for me you know um and I was like a woman possessed Andy I came off that mountain I told everybody I was going to set up this organization and I didn't have a clue how I was going to do it but this is testament now to kind of what I teach around how you have a purpose and you have a Dharma, and when you align to it, magic and miracles are possible. Um, I wrote a business plan. I literally, sp- what I believe, spoke into existence what I wanted to happen. Um, told everybody I was going to create this organization, still didn't really know how it was going to happen. Um, but through a series of weird and wonderful synchronicities, um, I actually got connected to my now partner in the organization. Um, And that was sort of seven years ago. Wow. Um, And yeah, it's cool. It's a good story. Like, I think it's testament to if you've got a dream, it's meant for you. You know, go after it because it can come to fruition.
0: Absolutely. And I'm just interested in, because meaning and purpose and being a bit lost, I think, it sometimes comes hand in glove with going alcohol free. Because I think there's that realisation all of a sudden when you get your time back and your energy back and that clarity back of you know oh what's what's next for me you know you, you give that you get that glimpse mm. of life 's purpose and meaning, and I think a lot of people are confused, a lot of people are lost, a lot of people don 't know where they're going, and in fact, I think that's the reason why a lot of people end up drinking to excess because they are a little bit lost in some ways they're all looking for mm, the pain. Yeah, I know I certainly was. And, and through this adventure, actually, I've, I've stumbled upon deep meaning and purpose. But, I, you know, that was never my intention at the start. So I'm really interested in your views on that and how Dharma comes into to play. If you can explain that a bit more.
1: Mm. Yeah, of course. So I totally concur with what you're saying. First of all, I think we we tend to sort of dull our pain through alcohol and also what we do is dull our senses. Right when so let's talk about a little bit about dharma so dharma is a principle and it's a philosophy it's a word that comes from indian texts so it's actually used in 18 different indian languages the word dharma and it actually means different things in different languages but when i refer to it i use the um, description from the vedic texts and the easiest way to describe the vedas would be like the indian equivalent of the bible so they're kind of ancient texts where they're uh, information was passed down to the upper echelons of society and really kept the kind of the elite. But what they talk about Dharma as being the right path of action for the individual, individual and for humanity at the same time. And they talk about how when you're in alignment with this energy force, like it's a bit like love, you know, you can't see love, you can feel it right? And Dharma is almost like a universal energy force. So whenever you are using your gifts, so your gifts and talents, your passions, and you're in alignment with yourself, really, is the easiest way to describe it. You're in alignment with the universal energy force that is life. So if you think about periods of time, where you felt really in flow, you've had amazing synchronicities, people have just turned up, chances are you are in alignment with Dharma. And of course, when we drink, We can't listen properly to the signs and signals that life is always giving us. So, what tends to happen when we stop boozing (laughs) um, is we become much more switched on to ourselves and our intuition and the signs and signals that life is giving us. So, let me give you an example. In my high powered recruitment job, uh, I got to a point where we got bought out by a venture capitalist. And for two years, I was miserable because they were a bunch of, I won't use that word, but um, I didn't listen to myself. I was so scared of leaving. Be- because I was used to the money um, and I didn't know what I was going to do le- next. That every day I'd get out of bed and my body would be like so heavy and have so much resistance. Now, that is a sign or signal you need to change and tweak direction. All of us have an inner sat-nav. We just haven't been given the instructions about how to find it and follow it and use it. Okay, so when you get resistance in your body, that's telling you something. You feel heavy. You're out of alignment with what I call Dharma, with universal energy force. So what I teach and what I show people to do is how to effectively stay in flow with life on an ongoing kind of consistent basis. Um, And once you kind of get the hang of this, it just means you're living in that flow state. You know, that's your experience all the time.
0: It's so true. And what you, you said about alcohol is that it's spot on, isn't it? It dulls the senses. And that's what I think happens. Once it's removed, people are like, oh, they start to notice the things, the places, the people that didn't stand out before. They notice how their body's feeling. I certainly did. That was the, the big wake up call for me was once the alcohol went, I couldn't blame it on alcohol anymore. I couldn't blame the tiredness or the lethargy on alcohol because it was gone. I was like, why is that happening? And then I started to realize lots of things that certain parts of the job I just didn't enjoy I didn't like socializing Mm -hmm. in, in big groups I even came to the massive discovery for me that I was an introvert when I'd assumed I was this big flamboyant extrovert for like 20 years and the only reason I made that discovery was removing the alcohol and suddenly listening and to my body in many ways and my mind to say actually do you know what those events don't fill me of energy anymore actually I find that really difficult and through that discovery you start to tailor your life in the the right direction find the things that energize you whether that's the food the people the places all those type of things and that's a huge discovery and I think that's what happens to lots of people on this alcohol free adventure Mm. but lots of people then get a bit lost it's a bit like what do I do next? Where do I go? What is my meaning and purpose? And if they can't work it out from a standing start, then they go, I don't know what to do. And they get stuck.
1: So let's talk, let's, let's speak to that because that's a really valid point that you're raising. So the philosophy of Dharma is that we're all unique. Okay. In our education system, how we're brought up is we go to school, we get a good education, you know, we're taught, get a good education, get a good job. That's about it really. Get married, have kids. That's it. Um, and so what tends to happen is you hear about all these men having midlife crises and stuff. They go and buy big cars because they feel so unfulfilled. But Actually, what the dynamic principles talk about is the seven and a half billion people that there's only one you. Okay. So Andy, you're completely unique. I'm completely unique. And actually our job in this lifetime is to discover what it is that we are truly passionate about and we truly love. So your passions are unique and your job is to go towards them and literally uncover what it is that you truly enjoy. And then your your compass as such is your joy. So you know how you were saying, actually, this doesn't feel right for me anymore. I don't want to go out socializing. You started to listen to actually what it was that you liked and what you didn't like. Um, and how you uncover your purpose as such is you use your passions and your unique gifts. So you have things that nobody else has. Your job is to uncover what those things are. Like I said to you, for me, the networking that I'd done in my recruitment job and the community building is now skills that I use now in the organization I run, in the communities I build them, when I do Dharma communities. All those things aren't random. Our job is to tune into them. And how what happens with your purpose is it will unveil itself. So the more you go towards the things you love and you enjoy is the next piece of the puzzle will unveil itself. But what tends to happen is people think, I don't know why I'm here, and they give up actually, you need to think of your your life as a journey of self-discovery. And when you do that, you'll see your purpose unveil itself and almost become like, um I think, of, you remember the crystal maze? I don't know if you, you and I might be yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah, you know how you used to go into one um crystal maze and you used to do that task and then you'd go through a little door and you'd pop out the other end. It's a bit like that with our purpose. As we go through life, as we start to do the things that we love, you know, Your podcast will lead you to the next person you're supposed to meet or it might um, trigger the next part of your journey. You just don't know. But your job is if you stay in alignment, if you stay in uh, tune with the things that you're really enjoying, that's the simple way to do it.
0: This is brilliant. And again, going alcohol free gives you that opportunity, doesn't it? Because suddenly you remove that cloud you can tune into your body again and your mind and start to notice the things that you enjoy doing. Plus you get your time back and your energy back and all those things. And this is what I say all the time. When it comes to meaning and purpose, it's not about getting it right from a standing start. It's about momentum. Absolutely. direction, in a direction.
1: Clarity comes through engagement, not thought. You can't sit there and think, I want to do this, this and this and expect it to happen. You have to take the action because the next step unveils itself when you're in the game.
0: Exactly. And this is the thing that I think people miss. They, you know, get out their pen and paper and go, right, what is it I want to do with the rest of my life? And then they can't figure it out. And therefore they get that inertia of, I don't know what to do next. Whereas what you're saying, is totally congruent with what I'm saying as well is find the direction, find the things that you like when you actually can listen to your mind and your body again, and start to move in that direction, whatever it is. And as you said, things will unveil themselves along the way that will slowly lead you towards your meaning and your purpose, which I think is wonderful. And even my own example, five years ago, if you'd said to me, I'd find deep meaning and purpose in hosting or being co-founder of a, a, a a movement that helps people transform their relationship with alcohol i would have laughed you out the room that wouldn't have been really <laughs>
1: <any laughs> you'd problem. never seen that like, coming <laughs> what
0: are you talking about How could it <laughs> possible? and i could never ever in a billion years have got a, a pen and piece of paper out and figured that out it just it just couldn't exist the only reason that existed was because i had this meaning i had this sense that i wanted to give back i had this sense that i wanted to explore my own well-being and meaning and purpose and along that journey all those different roads led to Beautiful. this podcast here, which is great. Mm. And that's why, you know, I think it's it's lovely. These Dharma principles, I must admit, I don't know. I know from sort of chauffeur knowledge, as it were, you know, I know the, the sort of summary of these things, but, I, you know, I would like to dig a bit deeper. What would you recommend on that point that people read or they do if they want to explore those principles a bit more?
1: Well, I have a course. So I've basically, yeah. <laughs> basically created an eight-week online course which is called Do Your Dharma. And we've got a community of people all over the world. Because the other thing about this is like it's not – for me, when you do your dharma, you not only are happier, healthier, and you live longer, but you're actually helping and serving the planet. Because whatever it is that your dharma is will be – Unlocking your greatest potential. So it'll be using your passions. It'll be using your unique skills, but it'll be in service to other people. And that is the sort of key bit. So the work you're doing here, Andy, with the podcast, you're serving and helping loads of people with their journey going alcohol-free. And that, you can't buy that type of satisfaction. You know, that only comes because you're helping and serving so many other people. So what we do through the program is we take you through a process eight weeks Basically, to reconnect to who you are, because we've never been taught who that. We use energy typing, and we get you to really uniquely understand who you are and what your gift is. And then we take you through a process to uncover what it is that you think you should be doing on the planet, your passions, your gifts. And then we teach you the principles. So we get you to create a vision for your life, because that's the other thing that most people don't do is... Yes, your dharma will unfold in ways that you have never, ever imagined, but you also still need to have an idea and direction about where you want to go because then you're creating your reality. Most people are living on that hamster wheel, just that default, you know, into their default future. Um, And then what we do is we unblock you because all of us are humans. We all think we're not good enough. We've been conditioned to say that we can't achieve we can't stand out, that we can't be unique. So we take you through that process. And then we give you a very simple roadmap for life to how to stay in alignment with that, those Dharma flow all the time. Um, And then I hold them accountable because that's the thing is, you know, where do you, where's a community of people talking about how we can build their dream lives? It's not it's not your average down the pub conversation. No. And you know you're like this, Andy, because actually whenever I go out with my city mates, I haven't been out with them for ages. When I when I was first started this journey, they'd all be like, You weird hippie chick, what are you doing? Your life coach, or you know, taking the Mickey out of me. And of course what would happen is they drink a bit more and they'd be like, oh, I'm really jealous of what you're doing. You know, it looks like your life's so amazing. I follow you on Facebook and you're just doing amazing things. I'm just so jealous. I hate my job and I hate my life. It was just hilarious. Yeah, honestly, I,
0: it, I spend half of my life talking to people <clears throat> about how much they want to stop drinking whilst mm. they're drinking. <laughs> it's not like the favorite conversation like people slide up to me pint in hand or glass of wine in hand and it's like do you know what? i really want to drink less i think what you're doing is how do you do? you know and they're really inquisitive they're really interested by it but like, exactly like yourself the initial reaction to that was you know when I stop drinking don't be a lightweight what are you doing all that sort of stuff that we've been through and now it's the opposite you know so many people I think are interested in well two things one uh, around giving up alcohol but also meaning and purpose because you're right no one has those conversations I love having those conversations I can't think of anything better than having those conversations but it rarely happens outside of groups like one you know beer which is great or the masterminds that we run and we get to have those type of conversations like yourself and isn't it fascinating it's worth a thousand and for me even as an ex-professional footballer like talking about football which is nice you know every now and again with the lads i don't mind a bit of that but um getting deep and actually talking about what it is people want to do the rest of their life or ideas around that i think is just a, is a real well, game
1: it's how we're going to change the world basically, you know, we're at a critical point in humanity's existence. We've got some serious issues and problems that we need to solve on this planet. And actually, the other reason for me teaching this stuff, because when you're in alignment with Dharma, magic and miracles are possible. So at the moment, you've got 13% of the planet are engaged in what they do on a daily basis. If you imagine a machine that only had 13% of its parts working, it wouldn't work very well, would it? And that's what we've got on the planet. So, you know, My mission in life is to wake as many people up to their purpose, to their dharma, right? Because when we do, when we're in alignment with where the universe wants to go with this universal life flow, then ideas that come to you, if you think about how your life has totally transformed since you stopped boozing and since you've started to uncover your purpose, you could never have dreamed that. Now, where this gets powerful is where you get communities of people doing this work, Because communities of people uncovering and discovering their purpose, you know, is absolutely powerful. And that's the way we're going to come up with the ideas that we need to solve the problems that we've got on the planet. Think about Steve Jobs. You know, he was totally in his purpose. You know, he was doing what he was supposed to do on the planet. And consequently, he's changed the world with what he's come up with. So the more people we get doing their dharma, uncovering their purpose, the quicker we'll solve the problems we've got.
0: Oh, I love it. And this is again where I think communities like that you have there with the, the Dharma community and one, you know, beer is fantastic because we get these people to come in, you know, for us, it's like take a break from alcohol or maybe they you know, people come in to do a 28 day break from alcohol. Right. So all they're really thinking about is exactly. taking a break from the booze. <laughs> But five minutes later, here they are, they're in the system, they're losing weight, they're feeling healthy, they're listening to their body, they're listening to their mind. And then they're having conversations with me or conversations with you about their dharma or their meaning and their purpose. And all of a sudden, they're off on a different track, they've maybe changed career and changed jobs. I mean, it's, it's stunning, you know, and mm. I think the more organizations there there are that almost act as a funnel to give people the excuse to get in the same room as people are having these different conversations because life is so limited in that way isn't it? it as we just discussed it's very rare to like go out socially and have that conversation because it always stays so superficial
1: but you feel it don't you you remember if yeah. you remember back how empty like I used to, there was always something missing for me. I was like, where is, you know, I remember when I was younger, I remember thinking, God, is that all there is to life? You get, you get, you know, you, you get married, you, get, you settle down, you have kids, like no offense. But I just thought that didn't excite me. And there was always something missing for me. And now I know what was missing, you know, like because I'm now doing what I came to earth to do. And, that, you know, it's like the most amazing journey you'll ever take once you get onto your correct path in life.
0: Yeah. And you said something really interesting there. And with all of these things about meaning and purpose as well, it's not about like the big ground dose all the time. It's not about climbing Everest or necessarily changing the world or all those wonderful things. It can be really as simple as aligning with the fact that you just want to be a brilliant parent
1: Mm, and that's your
0: to be a wonderful parent or a partner or whatever it is. But actually making that discovery is super powerful. You know, so it's, it's a really, because some people, I think, spend a lot of their life thinking, if only I did all these fanciful things, then maybe I'd be connected to my meaning and purpose. When right under their nose is their meaning and purpose. They just haven't connected with it. And I think yeah. that's an important message to, to get across, that it could be in the most simple. And sometimes that's the most powerful. You know, when I yeah. see people come do a mastermind, for example, and they lay out all their goals, and actually at the end of it, they go, no, I think I'm doing this wrong, because actually my goal is just to be a, a, a better mum. I'm like, no, no, you're doing it right. That's just a great discovery right there, isn't it? And actually, mm. it's right under your nose. You don't have to run off and do all these these big things. And, you know, I think that's why all of these things, especially what you're doing around the Dharma and whatnot, it's just so important to give people a chance to connect with this stuff. Because once they do, as you've, you've mentioned a couple of times, it's super powerful, isn't it? It's a game changer.
1: Mm. And I think it's what, about what we believe is possible, actually, because we've never been taught any of this stuff. We don't actually believe. We don't really know what's humanly possible for us. You know, I truly believe we're so much more powerful than we've ever been taught. Um, You know, and I've had really quite amazing examples in my life of where I've pulled in some incredible things. And, you know, we're not taught that we're energetic beings. You know, we're not taught that we are energy centres. And for me, there's a real kind of lack of education around us as human beings, which is one of my other missions, is to sort of be a reformer of society in the way that we're educated
0: that's another story <laughs> that's another story and then one thing before um sort of wrap it up i'm just interested in the energy thing and, and you mentioned at the start that you align people with their energy or, or something along mm. those lines what does what that involve
1: um well i use a chinese medicine system basically okay. um and in chinese medicine we're all a mix of five different energy types so you've got fire you've got water you've got metal you've got wood and you've got earth um and we in our um Dharma school, for want of a better phrase, we take them through a process so they understand their mix of energies. So like, I'd bet Andy that you're pretty. Well, you said you're pretty, or uh, you're an introvert, but I would say that you have a quite a reasonable amount of fire energy in you. Because uh, the reason being, you're quite pink. You're a bit like me. I, I'm, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm a fire energy. I've got a lot of fire within me, which I've means I've got reddish hair. <laughs> but you love connecting with people. You get energy from people you know you're in your flow state doing things like podcasts and so when you start to understand yourself from an energetic level you you understand your positives and some of the things that you need to be aware of that might take you out and drain you of energy Um, and it's eye-opening for the guys that go through it because quite often we can get ourselves in problems because we don't understand who we are innately Um, so it's a really fascinating process to take people through. And so they do this test and they come out with their mix of energies. And of course, I believe that to be successful in life, we need to work in alignment with our gifts. So when you work in alignment with who you are naturally, you thrive, you're, you're in that abundant state. But we tend to be taught, you need to be good at everything. And quite often people come out of school and if they're not particularly academic or they're not particularly good at sport or whatever, they write themselves off. Whereas what we do is get them to embrace their individuality and actually uniquely what it is that they, they, their energy type. And then once they start to lean into that, then you watch them completely sort of thrive and transform.
0: Oh, this, this is brilliant. And again, I know I keep coming back to it, but going alcohol-freezed, the, the, the key to a lot of this because it allows you to listen and it allows you to hear the things and sense the things that do deplete you of energy and, and add energy back in and just really quickly back to my story about the introversion thing I just had no idea that that existed and then it was the energy that I could sense when like one-on-one it's great so I love this and with one or two people as soon as it goes over a certain amount of people like four plus it's just a total energy drainer for me you know mm-hmm. i just find that it's just too much or, or i don't know why but it is and i'll come out of situations like that completely exhausted whereas the one-on-one stuff i come out energized you know and mm-hmm. I, could, I could only sense that once i took alcohol out the equation because then i mm-hmm. could i could pick up on it whereas before i just didn't know it was just like a you know everything was dulled all those senses were dulled so i think this is this is great work and i think it's really important to connect people with that type of thinking because you make those discoveries like i did so now i know that if I'm going to go into a room of five or more people, it's going to exhaust me. So I avoid that as much as I can. And I do the one to one stuff because that's what I really enjoy. And it fills me with energy. You know, those you things.
1: Might, you might have a, quite a lot of earth energy. I think you might have quite a lot of fire, quite a lot of earth. Because do you find usually earth energy will pick up on they almost pick up that energy or other people's, you know, it's too much because there's too many people around. There's too much energy for them. And usually they pick up that negative stuff. And so it drains them. So you learning to ground yourself will be probably quite helpful because that would enable you to, to when you ground yourself, you center yourself in your own energy, which means that it's not given out to other people. And I can uh,
0: teach how to do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this, honestly, this is fascinating for me because that's the sort of thing that would describe my situation. So concerts or any of that sort of stuff, I just, that's too much. I can, do, of course I can go. And, you're you're and an emperor. Yeah, but that's just too much for me, if you know what I mean. I don't, I, I'm not thinking, oh, I can't wait to go to the next massive concert with loads of people there, you know, or mm-hmm. the big city. I'd rather go to the Maldives and chill out. <laughs> let's, talk,
1: let's talk afterwards. I, we'll get you yes, to do it and we'll, we'll exactly. discover what you are.
0: Right, cool. And on that note, so where can people find out more about you?
1: Well, my name is Kitty Waters and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. We have a free Facebook community if people are interested in joining, Kitty Talks. And if you are interested in the Do Your Dharma course, that is doyourdharma.co.uk.
0: Wonderful. And hopefully many of our listeners will come and check it out because I just think it's a fascinating subject. As mentioned, it jives perfectly with your alcohol-free adventure thanks kitty it's been an absolute pleasure and i'm sure we'll uh, talk again soon
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me thank you cheers thanks for listening to the one year no beer podcast for a full list of episodes and to
0: join in the challenge yourself head on over to one year dot com.